on, party people? You are listening to the 13th episode of Crossplay. It is Sunday, February 2nd, 2020, uh, and we have a bunch of video game stuff to talk about. It's actually a little bit of a slow news week, uh, but I, I think we can dive in on some stuff, including Nintendo is apparently making some big bucks this year. I, I guess last year they were making a lot of money. Pokemon Home has also revealed their new pricing plan, and Google tries to defend itself from more complaints about Stadia. All that and more in just a sec. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined on the opposite mic uh, by Ignacio Rojas. Ignacio, how are you? Um, I'm good, except I woke up with a cold, so, um, you know, fighting it. Oh, man. Yeah. That, yeah it's not that's, that bad, but... That's the worst. I, I at least can't tell, so you don't sound congested. Really? I sound congested to me. I hear myself well. congested. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, and people out there are like, oh, yeah, Ignacio is sick as a dog, and Kyle's making him work. <laughs> what in the world? <coughs> Sir, <laughs> can <I> please... <laughs> I have the black lung pop. <laughs> Sir, please. Uh, it is Sunday night, Super yep. Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl uh, Sunday. I'm not a sports guy. Ignacio, yeah, you don't strike me as a sports guy. Yeah. Uh, you you made no com- complaint when... when uh, in fact, you were the one who was like, let's, let's do Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... First of all, I'm not a sports guy in the first place. And also, American football isn't a thing on Chile. So, right. it doesn't affect me either way. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess from now on, we're going to be recording Sunday nights uh, as opposed to our Saturday afternoon. Yeah. That we had been for the at past for the 12. future. Yeah, at least for, for the foreseeable. Yeah, for the time I'm here. Future. In San Francisco. Yep, yep, yep. yep. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how's your week been? Uh, good. Finally started classes here. Um, that's been something. Still, okay. we haven't had anything. We haven't seen much on the, how do you call it? We haven't seen much stuff. It's all been kind of gotcha. what what the course is going to be about for the rest of the semester. Administrative stuff. Okay. So it hasn't have, have been you gotten hard to... yet. What was that? It hasn't been hard yet this week. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Have, have you gotten to explore San Francisco much yet? Yeah, I've seen some parts uh, in these couple of weeks. I haven't seen much. I do plan on going to Fisherman's Wharf or places like that. But I have walked around some areas, part of the financial district, not much, but part. Gotcha. I... Is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, 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 I was just going to ask if there was uh, like stuff besides the Fisherman's Wharf that you were hoping to get to in the next weeks or or, or so. I mean, this is my second time here, so I've already done all the touristy stuff. I've gone to Golden okay. Gate Bridge. 
I have been to Fisherman's Wharf, uh, but regarding that part, I want to see more of the piers, all the okay. northern part. Since I I saw some of it, but I but I was with my family, so I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. I know gotcha. that there's an arcade or something like that over there, and I want to check that out. Hell yeah! But that sounds sweet. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know what else I could see. I've seen Alcatraz. I've seen, I've seen Coit Tower. I haven't been much to the financial district, and I liked what I saw, so maybe I'll take it out, go to IGN or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have, Sounds though, good. since it's so close to my school and it's actually on the way back home, I have been to the studio, the kind of funny studio. Oh, nice. On the outside. Yeah. Yeah. You at least like went in the comic book store and be like, Greg, open up. I'm downstairs. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I did see uh, uh, for a second Cool Grey. He was outside smoking. And okay. he, re- he actually recognized me somehow. Oh, hell so yeah. I, walk- I was walking around there and he saw me. I I did the Cool Grey sign to him. And he said, hey, Ignacio. And I said, I'm, yeah. I don't know how hell he yeah, recognized dude. me though. He's never That's seen awesome. Me. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah, hopefully I'll stumble into one of them. Any other some other day that's good yeah my week has not been too eventful um I, the the funny thing that happened to me was this morning melissa and i were recording the review show mm-hmm. and i messed up my name on 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 the podcast and the reason for me messing it up is because i've been like trying to get myself off of caffeine because okay. um, I, I don't drink coffee, so it's a whole bunch of soda. And so I've been, like, slowly training myself oh. to, like, drink less and less of it. Uh, and so I'm at the stage where I'm only doing it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm. But that's wait, the only so times. Yeah, how, that's the, the, the only how, times that I can have caffeine. I got it. So how did you mess it up? Well, it just because of that transition of like now I'm having a lot less caffeine. My brain is a mush. It is yeah. just it's a mess, and I'm just sitting there like, and my name is Kyle Spwinger, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh god, oh, shit. Oh well, uh, well, that's not actually my name. You guys should know my name by now yeah. since I've been saying it every episode. But still. <laughs> You know something I just terrible. realized with mm-hmm. you saying all, all this caffeine stuff is that I drink a lot of caffeine a day since I drink oh, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of Coke Zero. And I'm reading the yeah. label right now and it says it has caffeine, so... Need a party. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, when I was in college, I was a lot more active physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I drank it a lot more, but I felt like it balanced out right because i was being active yeah um but now i like i have an office job i sit down all day i come home and i sit down for the rest Mm. of the night (laughs) i don't do a thing so it's just like oh man i'm i'm gonna be 30 this year things need to start changing (laughs) damn you're old i know right yeah old fogey have you tried drinking Uncaffeinated. Have you tried drinking uncaffeinated soda? Yes. Non-caffeinated so, soda. 
that's kind of what I'm doing right now is I'm slowly replacing it with non-caffeinated mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm still having soda. Like right now I have an orange cream soda. Orange cream? Uh, yeah. It's basically just orange soda, but it has like a like a creamier taste. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I can don't imagine it better. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think about it. Hard one. Um. So I'm having that right now. I'm slowly filtering out the caffeine. So I will be on like non-caffeinated soda. And then the next challenge will be like, okay, let's see if I can like lower my sugar intake. Mm. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Let's talk about some video games though. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get into it. Uh, You're still playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, I'm still slowly, about slowly playing it. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. Uh, like I said on a tweet, and I don't know if you saw it or not, you can say whatever you want about the game. Maybe you mm-hmm. don't like the mechanics. Maybe you don't like the cutscenes or the acting or whatever. But you do have to like, give it to CyberConnect too for how much fan service and how much love they put into the game. Like. Yeah. This is a franchise that means a lot to many people around the world, so I'm glad to see that CyberConnect to put this much love and care into the game. You can say whatever you want, but you can't deny how much work they put into it. Like, it it blows me away how much they can nail the show on a video game form. Like... Yeah. So then I just realized the other day is that I I think this is the first Dragon Ball Z video game to actually use the show's score, the original score. Yeah, and you and it really does something when you're fighting and you actually hear the same fighting music you hear on the show. It really hits mm-hmm. you how much it is like the show. How much it, oh, that's making me smile. <laughs> yeah, or how you're in between fights and you actually hear the tense music you would hear on the show and i really love that and one and of the you things just hear that... gohan in the background being like I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. <laughs> dad yeah. where are you oh my god <laughs> well i'm playing it with the japanese strike so i don't have all those <laughs> all those meme voices and all yeah but yeah the, the other, one thing that i that happened the other day is that i finally finished the saiyan saga and what okay. they did when when you finish the saga and you start the intermediate stuff, is that they actually did like uh, next time on Dragon Ball, but I love it really? so much because because they did it just exactly how they did it on the show. It really next time on Dragon Ball Z. Well, not like that. It's like, <laughs> hey, I'm Goku. Oh, there's a there's this guy named Frieza, and he seems are really tough. I can't wait to fight okay. him. Yeah, okay. and all so that it's, stuff, it's and it, it really nailed it. It really made Goku narrating it. That's sweet. Yeah, I saw it and it really put a smile on my face. I love it so much. I can't That's wait good. to play more of it. Yeah, and That's good. And as I keep playing it, I'm enjoying the fighting more and more. I actually mm-hmm. think that one thing that this game does well is that the gameplay actually progresses with you. You start doing more stuff on a fight as you get stronger and keep progressing through the game. The other day I, I was complaining that 
It felt like whenever you were starting a combo, the game would stop you all of a sudden. But as you keep mm -hmm. playing, you when you level up, it feels like you are faster and you can actually do longer combos and you can connect more more attacks that actually send your opponent flying and you chasing after them. And I okay. love that. That's interesting. That's one thing but I love what the game is doing. It, the gameplay actually is progresses. Is it like teaching you new moves to connect those things where you felt like stuff was missing? Or is it just like, hey, you're stronger and powerful now. We'll make things a little more smooth. Uh, I mean, you you unlock more stuff as you go, more attacks or better forms mm -hmm. of your attacks. You actually start with some... Maybe one attack has only one hit, and that's it. But as you keep upgrading it, you actually hit the guy, and you can keep chasing him and hit him again and whatever. Okay. And something I've heard someone say that I think might be true from what I played is that as you get stronger and as you keep leveling up, your character actually gets faster. And that's, that's one interesting cool. thing. And some other thing that you can unlock that I unlocked recently was that you can make your combos last longer. Say you before your character, I don't know, hit your opponent five times before ending the combo. You actually hit him now seven times, eight times. You actually make okay. that combo long, longer. And that's one thing I love. That's cool. Do they have different outfits in the game? Like, can Goku wear, like the orange and blue with Master Roshi symbol versus like the orange with King Kai's symbol. Well, I mean, maybe they can, they let you do that at the end of the game, but for now it's all just going with the show. Okay. Yeah. You start with your original, like for Goku, your original turtle school Gi. Then after training with King Kai, you get his, symbol and you keep going on and on gohan gets his namek suit and whatever okay. so that would be a fun thing to do is then like on new game plus if they have that yeah. uh to to be like hey i'm i'm gonna wear saiyan armor the whole time yeah right? i wonder how the game addresses end game like after you finish the story and all i wonder we'll how, how it does it yeah, we'll see. I just we'll see. like I just fought the Guinea Force, and at least chapter wise, I'm not. I'm still not halfway through. I might be a quarter through the story, mm -hmm. so okay. I still have a long way to go. Good but stuff. I'm loving it. I'm loving every second. I can't wait to play more. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, I've still been chugging along in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. Uh, I actually oh. haven't got much of a chance to play it this week. Oh. Um, most of the stuff that I did was just like side stuff. Like, hey, mm. go go steal three things from here or, you know. So not not much has actually happened in, in, in the game, uh, yeah. but I am starting to like it more oh. um, now that I'm kind of figuring out that's that like, hey, I don't necessarily need to do these conquests battles yeah. which i know i've mentioned multiple times now so it seems like i'm so like fixated on these like these are the worst i hate these mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, like it's it's starting to open up a bit and starting to feel a little bit more like an Assassin's Creed that I know. Mm. Um, they're starting to feel like a, maybe a little bit more like o- o- Origins. Mm. Um, and it's it's just being like, hey, we have this new stuff over here if you want it. Uh, but if not, you know, it's not it's not super important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I get what you're talking about. I played Odyssey when it came out. Mm-hmm. And for the beginning of it, it wasn't really grabbing me since I was trying to do all the side stuff at the same time. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I decided to let go of that and try to keep going at it like a regular Assassin's Creed game and going through the story, mainland story. It wasn't yeah. until that that it clicked for me. Yeah. Like, but, I... I don't mind the side stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's just the way they present the conquest battles at the start, it mm-hmm. makes it seem like that is something you need to do every single time. No. Um, which is not the case. No. Um, so I'm starting to enjoy it more and more as I keep playing it. I will report back mm-hmm. later on. Yeah, more I, I wonder if happen. you'll actually see it all the way through. Because I oh yeah I didn't finish the game. I remember I hit one one part of the game where it forced you to, in order to progress to the story, you had to pay someone a ridiculous amount of money that I didn't have. Oh man! And in order to What's get that? the money, I would have to grind or do some side stuff or whatever. And that that thing was what made me quit the game. I couldn't keep going. Was that because of like a decision you made in in the game? Uh, I don't remember exactly why. I remember it was part of the story, and I remember not liking that that thing. I'm, I vaguely remember people talking about stuff like, "Oh, there's a decision that you make at the start of the game that could c- come back to haunt you later on, uh, or something I don't like think that." It was about that. I don't I mean, know. Story-wise, I, I think it was because you need needed information on someone you were looking for mm-hmm. and in order to get that information you had to pay the a certain character and that and since i i was nowhere near the amount of money i needed gotcha i just stopped gotcha yeah interesting yeah well, i am a sucker for the assassin's creed games yeah um, well i i used to be a huge fan of the assassin's creed games back in the day but ever since like up until Unity, I had beaten every single Assassin's Creed game, except for Rogue, which I didn't play. But after that, since the game started to get bigger and bigger, and especially after Odyssey, after Origins, where it got more like an RPG, I just couldn't go with it. It wasn't yeah. what I what I wanted from an Assassin's Creed game, and I just stopped. So, Dude, mm. the, the weird thing for me is that Assassin's Creed origins hooked me like right at the start like Bayek's story uh with his kid and just his family getting basically murdered Mm -hmm. that hooked me right away whereas this one isn't hooking me but as i'm continuing to play it's 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 like okay this is still the gameplay loop that i really like like I, i i i just it, it seems like an interesting story. I'm sure I will uncover more as it goes on. Uh, like, I think hunting down these cult members 
is fantastic. Yeah, that um, was an interesting point. Yeah, I, I, I like that, that there are people out in the world that you have to go hunt. There are ones that are, like, hunting you um, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. It Like, it's it's starting to feel like a more living, breathing world than just, like, hey, yeah. here's level one, right? Yeah. I don't know. Or here's I, this one town. Origins, like, I barely played that game. All the RPG mechanics really didn't didn't do it for me like i remember okay. there, there was this one mission that i had to do for the story it was very early on like mm-hmm. two hours in three hours in maybe and something i don't like about games is when you can't do a mission because you are under level and that's one thing that yeah. happened to me and i really yeah. didn't like that so i stopped playing it that makes uh, sense yeah that's fair. i don't like how rp how much of an rpg these Assassin's Creed games are getting there We'll see. We'll see you... what this next one is. This uh, potentially Norse Viking one, yeah. Ragnarok. I think. I mean, I, I wish Assassin's Creed games were would go back to how were how they were before, but I I know it it will never I'm just happen. A a big stealth game fan, like Splinter yeah. Cell, is like one of my favorite series, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of why I liked the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, me too. Because it like it was a big stealth game. Like yeah. I, I could do that stuff. I I also liked the Prince of Persia g- g- games back in the day. So this is like that that next step, right? So it's just yeah. like ah, oh, I love this. But then yeah, I'm not super big on the like I I, I don't mind a big sprawling RPG, mm-hmm. but it like it it has to do certain things and hit the right buttons, yeah. and so it's a little more difficult for me to get into those to so to see something that i love kind of go in that direction it's just like i mean i love you but uh, maybe not the best choice in my yep. opinion mm-hmm. oh well um speaking of not making the best choices tell <laughs> me about vader immortal oh <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Life, Life is Strange because of the choice. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I was more talking about, like, Vader made some bad choices. Oh, yeah, right? he did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Vader Immortal. I just got an Oculus Quest. I've been wanting oh. to get one for a while since I got here. But they've been out of stock everywhere. So Amazon was the only place you could really find one soonish. It's you, Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just got the Oculus Quest and it came with the, all three Beta Immortal, all three episodes. Nice. I just played episode one and I really enjoyed it. It's not, okay. the story isn't long, but it is really interesting what they show you and especially how it ties into episode three, which is unlike many, I really love that movie and I like how it okay. ties in back to it. But something I really loved and it's something I don't do much on video games is the training mode the game actually has a like a dojo kind of thing i think that's what it called it but you can use your lightsaber and it's some like in this training setting so you would actually have those flying balls you'd see in the movies that shoot at you and you have your own lightsaber and you have to deflect those and i really love that yeah and it's 360 so 
they could go behind you and you would have to turn and and toss them deflect those lasers. That's sweet. Yeah, and at some point you actually get to fight someone with a sword. And mm-hmm. I love having to block their attacks and then attack them back. I really love that. That's sweet. So is what what exactly is Vader Immortal? It's a VR game, but like what is the story? Okay, so the story, at least on episode one, is that you are a character whose name I don't remember, but that you are kind of a, like an scavenger or whatever, and all of a sudden you are going through hyperspace and something pull, pulls you out, and it pulls you out right outside of, right on top of uh, the lava planet from episode three. I'm blanking on the name. Mustafar, um, I think. Mustafar, yeah. Yeah. So you get pulled from under, from hyperspace and right on top of you, there's an, a Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. So they force you to land on Mustafar. And there they take you prisoner and you encounter Darth Vader who's, who wants you to open something for him since he thinks you might be a descendant of this place or, or, or this person or whatever this ancient civilization and you actually okay. do that and the episode one is mostly about you trying to escape their facility with your robot companion and okay. you at one point you find a lightsaber and you start using it fighting back stormtroopers and whatever and you actually find out that you are actually there because Darth Vader wants to try to figure out how to become immortal and hence the title, Vader Immortal. Yep. He wants to that conquer death. Makes sense. Kind of like by the end of episode three. And there's a, yeah, actually in, a part. Oh, I, sorry, th- go. I think it's episode two where Palpatine is like, hey, we kind of know someone who has defeated death before. No, Darth that's Plagueis. episode three. Episode three that's is older. That's in three? Yeah. The story okay. of Darth, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Plagueis the but Wise. You, but yeah, you figure out that. Vader wants to conquer death. And there's this one part where he actually, I don't know if he, he talks to the ghost or maybe it's a memory or whatever, but you can actually hear Padme talking about okay. maybe it was her last words or whatever. And I love that connection to episode three, how he is still haunted by the death and he still wants to conquer death. Like for... I don't know if he wants to bring her back or if he wants himself to be more. I didn't get it. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, I I love episode three, so I I'm glad to see a tie back to that story. And yeah. other than that, I I really enjoyed using the lightsaber on VR. It's yeah. It really is one of those experiences like you have to have to experience in VR. It's one of those experiences. So if you can try to try, try to try it out. Nice. Yeah. Um, does this mean that you're going to be? Can 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 you play Half Life, Alex, on the one you have? Uh, I mean, technically, if I hook it up to a PC that can play VR games, I gotcha. could. But the problem would be I need a PC that can actually run VR games, and gotcha. I don't have one. My okay. PC cannot run. I was just checking. Yeah. 
Um, well, I, I, I guess I could use the same segue. Speaking of yeah. making bad choices Speaking and of stuff, uh, <laughs> uh, I've also been replaying Life is Strange. Oh, so uh, replaying it with my not- partner. Yeah, yeah. L- Life is Strange is one of my favorite video games, um, and I am showing it to my partner, and she's really enjoying it. We just played episode three. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, she, like I've, we have been. We're in that stage where like we're showing each other our like favorite TV shows and and stuff <laughs> like that, and we're re watching them all. Um, and one of the things that I was like, I was like, well, I could play video games and you could watch me because there's some really good stories and stuff in in there. And she's not played very many video games, uh, but every now and then she'll. Sub- Surprise me and, and be like, oh yeah, I know what Borderlands is. I've mm-hmm. I've played this game, and I'm just how how, how do you, nice. why didn't you tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've mentioned in previous e- episodes that I was replaying uh, the Last of Us. That was to show her that story. That was the first thing that we did because I was just like, let me at least show you like the pinnacle. Like, yeah, this is maybe one of the best stories that video games has to offer and then yeah. i was like then after that let's do something that you might like a little more uh so we're playing life is strange and i think i i hooked her like in i, I want to say episode two it was when, when she was just like i need to know what happens this is really good what what is going on in this town who is rachel amber why is she missing um, so that that's been re- really fun to replay uh, and show her that. So are you doing the same decisions you did before? You're trying out new choices. I'm actually having her pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. And like I, I'll, I'm I'm not really steering her towards one choice or the other. Um, but if, she, if, if she's like, I don't know, help me, um, I, I'll like help give context like, okay, well this one probably means you're a better friend right now. You're supporting the, the, them and what they want. Whereas this one, they might be mad at you right now, but might help out in the long run and stuff like that. So mm. it's, it's been fun. That's a good type of game to play, uh, with your partner because you guys can sit there and make the choices of just like do i want to say this thing or that thing yeah um it, it's it's good it's fun mm-hmm. but that's all i've really been playing yeah you know week. i haven't had you, much much time to play you know what you two could do what's that watch your name yes yeah actually i i was going to talk to you uh about that after we got done recording here because we mentioned maybe having you on the review show so we could yep. cover that um anytime you just gotta yeah. watch the movie <laughs> exactly yeah. um all right well let's do a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get into the news of the week let's go uh if you guys did not know we have multiple podcasts i just mentioned the review show that maybe one day ignacio will be on on uh, that is one of the podcasts that we do it is a book club style show 
but we have multiple podcasts that you guys can go check out uh, on our website, which is thewhatnots.com or your favorite podcast platform of choice. You guys can just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, if you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is where you can support us uh, for as little as a dollar a month. That would help us out a ton. Let's see. For the dollar a month, you guys can get episodes early. You can get access to the live streams of the review show. Um, at the $3 tier, we have all kinds of exclusive content and more of that coming down the road. But we also would like to give a big shout out to our patrons at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Christine. We love you both for helping us out. Keeping the mics on. Keeping things rolling. Hey, so and Christine. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, I've also been making a big push to have people follow us on YouTube. So if you mm. guys could go subscribe to us on YouTube, that would be great. I think right now we're at 55 subs- subscribers. Mm. Uh, of course, one day we're hoping to make it to 100. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. But we, we will get there yeah. one day. Hey, um, we can get there with your support. If you're yes. listening, to the, listening to this, you can make that happen. Exactly. Tell a friend. Tell a tell foe. A friend. Yeah. Tell your parents. Tell, tell someone your you don't dog, know. Tell your cat. Yeah. I bet they have Instagram accounts, so why not make them also a YouTube account and have them subscribe? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what what kind of videos would a dog watch if a dog had a YouTube account? Mm. Like, would he, would, he, would he watch unboxing? Would he watch cooking no, videos? No, I picture more a dog watching kind of like an kind of funny podcast style thing where it's uh, just okay, people so talking. Like, I can picture a dog actually heads, watching talk that. radio. Yeah. Just watching people sit, sitting down talking and a dog just looking at it. And a cat. That's a pretty chill stream. And for a cat, I don't think a cat would care. Wouldn't even watch the screen. Because <laughs> cats are like that. Like, I'm I'm above you in your human ways. Yeah. A dog would just sit there and enjoy it, but not a cat. My, my parents... Uh used to have i guess it was like dish network or something uh some like s- satellite tv provider and they had like a dog channel Not where you could channel. put it on and it was supposed to be like a tv channel that your pets could watch uh and one of my dogs <laughs> would it was so dumb it was wild though they would like put the channel on and all it was was just a camera it was, it was like multiple cameras all in this one room and there were like little puppies and kittens and all sorts of toys and they're all just running around and playing and sleeping and doing all sorts of stuff. But for some reason, that channel above anything else, my dog would know that there were like dogs and cats on that. He'd, he'd, he'd just be like, what? How, how did they get in there? What? <laughs> Who put them in there? How, 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 how can I get in there? <laughs> Dogs are like, great. Oh my god. He's watching it. Wild. Dogs are the best. They are the best. And like cats. <laughs> I'm not much of a cat, cat person either, but I don't mind them. Yeah. And they don't mind you. Yeah. They don't, the don't mind me. I, I, I do have one horror story with a cat. 
that I have to mention. I spent the night at a friend's house. It was a long time ago, back in like 2000. I, I think um, like the second X-Men movie was just about to come out. And I, uh, I spent the night at this kid's house and he had a cat. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the cat was literally just sitting on my chest looking at, <laughs> at, at, at me. And I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Yep. What are you doing? Yeah. This is scary. Yeah. Would have kept sleeping for another five minutes and you wouldn't have woken up ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I saved my own life. I yep. woke up and was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let's get okay. to the news. Uh, first things first. How many things we got here? We got five things today on the news items of the week. Mm-hmm. Number one, last week we kind of mentioned that uh, Kingdom Hearts mobile game that they announced. We didn't know much about it. We still don't know too much, yeah, we're still but they have it. revealed the name. Yep. It and is... no one saw this coming, actually. Yeah. Uh, so the game is called Kingdom Hearts Dark Road. It's Dark Project Road. Zeno. So you have Kingdom Hearts... 358 over two days, Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, Recoded, and now this, Dark Road. What did I just do? I screwed something up on the Google Doc. Oh, never mind. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I we, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but I'm, I'm just, I'm baffled that they're putting this out on mobile because this game is supposed to tell the story of Xehanort and how he became this like dark like the seeker of darkness yeah well um which i think is pretty important story yeah but also square had also released kingdom hearts unchained key yeah unchained key or yeah something like that and that game also has important lore for the overall story and that's a mobile yeah. game so it isn't that wild to do i mean isn't it's, that it's not uncharacteristic yeah. in the sense that kingdom hearts has done this before it's just still baffling to me that they are basically the only ip doing that mm-hmm. there's probably other examples but like not to this degree i feel like yeah most people aren't going to play this. Most people yeah. aren't going to get this bits of these bits of the story and then are going to be completely lost when you guys make Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, or I mean, uh, yeah. not 3, 4. Well, if you look back to every other Kingdom Hearts game, there hasn't been one, like, no, like, there hasn't been two games on the same console it, it has only happened once or twice, I think. Like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 were on PS2, but Chain of Memories was, was on Game Boy Advance. Dreams of Distance was on 3DS. Right. Breath by Sleep was on PSP. And so, yeah. Kingdom Hearts like, tends I- to jump around consoles. So, yeah, I mean, you have a point that a lot of people aren't going to play it because it's, it's on yet another place, but it has always been like that. And also, let's not forget, mobile games are big on Japan. 
So maybe yeah. for our Western audience, it isn't like it is something like oh, that's sad because we don't play much mobile games. But for Japanese people, it is actually. I think they would actually prefer it like that. Yeah, and then, don't get me wrong. Like mobile g games are big worldwide, right? I mean, yeah, they're big worldwide, but I mean, worldwide, maybe not many people would actually play something like this on their phone. But Japanese yeah, people, at, I think, at, at least would expect something that has this much story. Yeah, right. They want like a match three. Yeah, but again, I think Japanese people would actually. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if Unchained Key or whatever it's called is actually. It does great in Japan already. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for us, it's wild that it's on a mobile. It's on mobile, but it kind of does make sense. Ported to the Switch, at least. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But if it copies the gameplay of Unchained Key, I don't, I don't know if I would like to play it. I tried to play that one, but I don't like it. Didn't like the gameplay much. So even if they port it, I don't know how many people would actually play it. Because, I mean, most people have smartphones, so we could already right. play it. But need to the switch. I don't think it would make much of a difference. Yeah, but that's yep. about all we know for the Kingdom Hearts yeah. game. Uh, right I mean, now. I will still have also that those other two Kingdom Hearts projects that are still unannounced that we know are coming, yes. but we don't know what they are. Oh, you know what? Now that we're talking about Kingdom Hearts, I completely left off <laughs> that I had been playing the yeah. Kingdom Hearts three DLC. Remind. Did you actually finish it? I did like, not actually beat all it? of those extra like fights, the like boss fights. Go okay, into so the computer and fight these. I I played the first one and I got my ass whooped. So you didn't he finish. Killed it. me in like two hits, and I was just like, oh, no thanks. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I I I I beat all the story stuff. Uh, so uh, maybe when when Mick still, gets back, you're still missing some story stuff. Yeah, I mean there there is some some story stuff, and then yeah. I went on YouTube after. Uh, oh, so you and was actually like, went what's watch. the secret ending? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's one thing that kind of sucks for the DLC is that they did put in in the middle of the whole package all these yeah. thirteen fights that aren't easy. They are actually kind of hard, so yeah. a lot of people will drop off, drop out whenever they get to this part. And not get to in, to experience the whole thing. Yeah. I actually because I uh, sorry go ahead. I I I beat Kingdom Hearts three proper mm -hmm. around level forty. Like that's where my character was yeah. at, and I felt vaguely overpowered. Like just like not super overpowered, but enough yeah. where it's like I can basically just button mash, and I don't need to like think, mm. right? Um. You what was that? <laughs> no, yeah, it's that I, I I can't imagine trying to actually play through the DLC having not gotten to the level cup. So if yeah, yes, yeah, so that's weird. Like it's kind of like you you had to platinum the game in order to actually be able to play this part. 
and that's kind of the weird part. I actually yeah, well, the, the like main story stuff you can do because I I beat oh, that. Yeah. I was still I mean, at like level forty four, right? You, yeah, you, you gain some levels. But that's uh, only part the of the DLC. DLC. It's not yeah. Once whole... once you get to those fights, like you need a character that's maxed out. Yeah, and that's like sixty more levels. Yeah, maybe. And I luckily I did that already. I was already max level because I went for the platinum. So I can imagine someone that just beat Kingdom Hearts three proper jumping into this and trying to beat the whole yeah, DLC. No. Uh-uh. I not so not, yes, not happening. Yesterday I watched IGN's review of the DLC, and in there, the reviewer actually brought that that thing up that if you aren't on the level cap, you'll have a really hard time playing through it. And actually, yeah. the the reviewer of the the person that reviewed the DLC didn't actually finish all of the fights, so he didn't oh, he didn't yeah. get to experience the whole DLC. So, but I did look up that secret ending. And what did you think? And oh goodness, I have no idea what to think. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. The implications. Yeah, I kind of like it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I kind of, kind of want Mick here so we can all discuss it and yeah, stuff but like that. That coward couldn't even show up. I know, right? Yeah. What a coward. He did. Um, he had to work because he needs to make up all the money that he spent on the kind of funny stream. I don't know if right. you if you saw how much money he spent. I I did not see. I I watched like the first couple hours of that while I was at work, and then I went home and what? did my own thing. Yeah, let's just say he spent over a thousand. Oh, jeez, goodness gracious, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> so he needs to make the money back. Summer. Um, well, hey, he has a really nice job, so I'm sure he's doing well for himself. Um, but yeah, what a coward! You know, he's probably playing it right now. He's he's like, yeah, I'm 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 playing Sekiro or Kingdom Hearts. I don't know. So, so you love you, Mick. You haven't gotten to the actual last boss fight, right? I mean, you you have no. Yeah, you haven't. That boss fight is ridiculously hard. Like, in order to get the real secret ending, the good ending, mm-hmm. that boss fight is so hard, and I don't know how Mick actually got to finish it. He beat the I have, last boss. He's, he's a monster. And yeah. he's actually playing on the hardest difficulty. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. So, at least kudos to him for doing that, being able to commit to it and actually finish. Well... One day, maybe I'll get good. Yeah, at something. Or you could go for the platinum, and you will eventually end up on the level cup. Yeah, I I I don't know if Kingdom Hearts three is a game I want to platinum. It is an easy platinum. It is time consuming, um, but not that much. I don't think so. But it isn't hard. So good to know. Yeah, good to know. Uh, well, let's move on to number two here. Nintendo ends its comeback year with over $9 billion in revenue. Jesus. Uh, this is coming from Matt Perez over at Forbes. And he says, uh, 
The past year showed Nintendo turning around its fortunes after the launch of the Nintendo Switch in March 2017, and its fiscal year wrap-up today uh, shows a wide-scope illustration of its success. With the fastest-selling console in U.S. history, a slew of hit releases and hardware like the SNES Classic, uh, Nintendo finished the year 100% richer with $9.6 billion in revenue. Profit for the fiscal year hit $1.6 billion, which is a mind-boggling rise of over 500% year-over-year. Holy Boy, moly. That Switch is selling like cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I saw a lot of people talking in the news um that the Switch has now out outsold the Xbox. Like Xbox One. Yeah. yeah. Um that's which sad. is I, I mean that's maybe sad. expected. Not that's not much of the story I would talk about, but this mm. nine billion in revenue? Holy oh, yeah. moly. I mean, especially if you look back not that many years ago, like in the Wii U era, how Nintendo was losing money so mm. bad with the Wii U. And now, fast forward to today, Nintendo yeah. has been making all this money. Like, I mean, at wow. the same time, though, like the the cynic in me, the pessimist is, 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 is just like, well, they made so much off the Wii that the Wii U probably didn't make that much no. of a dent overall. No, I mean, if I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they lost a lot of money with the Wii U. It's oh, not that I'm, they didn't I'm sure make, they did. It's not that they didn't make as much with the Wii U as with the Wii. It's that they were actually losing money. Huh. I, Interesting. That's one thing I remember from back then, reading all these stories. And everyone was talking about how Nintendo was so rich that they could afford losing to lose that much money, but yeah. yeah, they weren't doing good back then. The U, the Wii U was a failure for intents of purpose. But going from then to now, making all this much money, that's incredible. That's one turnaround. Who would have thought? But I read something else this week. Um, I forget where I saw it, but they were talking about the Nintendo Switch is basically at its like mid-year, or, or, or not mid-year, but like mid the middle of the life cycle right now. Uh, when did um, it come out? 2017? 2017. March. So it had all 2017, all 2018, all 2019. Yeah, so like yeah, March is three five years. or six six years. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll get something new. The Switch 2 or something else, the Nintendo mm. Kakarot or <laughs> something, who knows what. Well, let's see. Um, the 3DS, I think, came out on 2012. I may be mistaken, so that would be five years for the 3DS. Let me check that right now. But I, I don't know. Three years sounds like not even close to halfway through, especially if you compare it to, I don't know, the PS4 or the PS ps3 on the on the well, xbox one and 360 which had like eight, eight years the most recent stuff yeah had a lot longer that's um i i mean i i'm kind of speaking out of my ass here but i've heard a lot of people talking about that's partly due to the recession 
in mm. the U.S. I don't I don't know how that affects stuff yeah, globally. I don't know. That, so I, I that's what I don't people know how would, true. That's that what is. people would say about the last generation, but this generation, it's about to be seven years by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, because the um, PS4 and the Xbox One came out on on November 2013, so it's gonna be seven years, which is yeah. more or less where where the PS3 at least ended up. The Xbox had one more year, the 360. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think their decision might, might have been true for the last generation, but not for this generation. So. Yes. Uh, I'm actually looking it up right here, and the 3DS came out on 2011. So, February 26, 2011. So, about six years, kind of to the day. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, you may be right. It might be halfway through. Three years is, is about halfway, halfway, halfway through. And my point in mentioning that is more mm -hmm. so that, like, I, I don't necessarily think Nintendo is thinking of trying to directly compete with the next generation consoles with oh, no, no. Uh, PlayStation 5 and Project X and all all that stuff that uh, or the Series X yeah. that Xbox is hiding out. But how do you like they're going to do something, I think, not necessarily a switch pro like I, I i they also mentioned that they weren't going to be putting out a switch pro in 2020 uh i mean 2020 so, might be too close to the switch what's it called light mini i forgot switch light like they yeah. put something out in 2021 like march yeah. 2021 I mean, and just being like hey here's the switch pro or whatever the upgrade yeah. model I mean, is some people are saying that why would nintendo do that but if you look back Nintendo is uh, is actually the company that does that the most. Yeah. C like coming up with newer versions of their consoles. Yeah. Like the so I'm, 3DS I'm, and the new 3DS, the DS and the DSi, the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. So right. it would be weird if Nintendo didn't actually release a Switch Pro to me. Right. So I, I, I think that will happen, but I'm mentioning... All of this to basically ask you, what do you think Nintendo is going to do, uh, like to not 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 compete, but like I feel like they're going to put out some kind of big game to be like, hey, we also have Breath of the Wild two, or you mean there's a new Paper Mario, or you know, so to compete against the release of the newer generation, yeah, just. Put something out to be like, like put something out on hey, November. We're still let's here. Say. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, we're 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 still here. Uh, we, we still have a. We 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 had we we made nine billion dollars yeah. in twenty nineteen. We're still here. I mean, I wouldn't, us. I wouldn't be do. surprised if Nintendo actually released something big around the release of the newer consoles. But Nintendo, for already a while, hasn't been comp really competing against the sony and microsoft like right well like that's why i'm i'm saying like they're not necessarily doing this to compete no but do you think it could be breath of the wild 2 
what, what um, is, is there something else you would want do, do they finally have news about metroid prime 4 uh like, i don't know because the only bigger names that could actually do something are breath of the wild which mm-hmm. could come out uh super smash brothers with which no way it's coming out this year a new one yeah. Mario Kart could come out in this year at some point, but I don't see it coming out in November. I would mm-hmm. see that more coming out earlier on the year for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. A new Mario game. I mean, that would be a good holiday game, though. Like a new Mario Kart. It's yeah. like, hey, play this with your family. I don't know. I'm guessing comparing... You guys all have switches because compar- we made $9 billion <laughs> yeah. last year. I don't know, I guess I'm comparing <laughs> it against the release of Mario Kart Deluxe, which came out earlier on the year, like April, yeah. May, around there. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, we Anyways. still don't know any big Nintendo games coming out this year. We don't. Other than, yeah. I, I guess, Animal Crossing, but That's I wild. don't know if I would count that. Well, it isn't I, that I wild. I feel like they have something up their sleeve. Yeah, I mean, they must have. But I feel like... At this point, last year, we were on the same spot. Like, we didn't know any anything big for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And then we got Pokemon. We got Luigi's Mansion. We got uh, some other big name that I don't remember. L- Link's Awakening. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All those we knew about, like, kind of from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm still spe- uh, waiting for a Nintendo Direct to come soon we'll get one soon yeah uh number three on our list here star wars jedi fallen order has sold around eight million units this is coming from rebecca valentine at gamesindustry.biz during its its q3 earnings call with investors following the company's quarterly financial results the publisher announced that star wars jedi fallen order has sold quote beyond our projections for the quarter end quote and later reiterated the results by saying it quote hit the high end end quote of its expected sales um what were these projections then originally between 6 and 8 million? While EA didn't give an official sales figure for the game, that means Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has sold somewhere in the vicinity of 8 million copies since its launch. Mm-hmm. That's so you're, good. That's you're, telling, you're telling me that actually good Star Wars content actually sold? I mean, who yeah. would have thought of yeah, there is kind of like people actually Star like Wars Star Wars content out there. It's kind of like people actually like Star Wars. Kind of, but who yeah. would have thunk? Who would have thunk? But yeah, I mean, this is great news. A uh, single-player, AAA Star Wars game sold immensely well. So yeah. this sends out a message that, hey, you can actually make money off of this out of single-player yeah. content. So hopefully this just means we'll get more of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. It'd yeah. be sweet to have some kind of DLC. 
yep. the game. That would be sweet. I, I they haven't announced anything. No. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the, the game may have not been my game of the year, but without a doubt, I think this is one of the games. Whatever they do with it next, like I'm really excited yep. about what it is. I I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see what they do next. They, they should be knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Yep. Good on Respawn for making good on, a great game. Good on Multiple EA for nailing it for once with Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Number four here. Pokemon Home pricing details revealed. Uh, this is coming from Chris, from Chris Priestman over at IGN. Pokemon Home will have two pricing options when it is released in February 2020, plus there will be some differences between the smartphone and Nintendo Switch versions. A free version of Pokemon Home will be available to download, but more features can be unlocked by buying into the premium plan. Available on both smartphones and Switch, the premium plan costs $2.99 for one month, $4.99 $4.99 for three months and $15.99 for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will be honest, I don't know much about this whole Pokemon Home thing or what it is exactly. Uh, well, Pokemon Home, did you ever use Pokemon Bank? I did not. I, oh, you- un- un- until this past year, I didn't even know that it, it, it existed. Okay, so basically, since the 3DS games, mm-hmm. Nintendo has given you a service. It used to be Pokemon Bank, now Pokemon Home, where you can actually store your Pokemon, like bring them from one of the games to have it stored right. somewhere, like have it stored in a cloud or whatever. And that has now been the way you actually jump. Tra- Transfer Pokemon from one game to another. Another. Okay. So, it's basically, like your Pokemon box. In, yeah, and in it's game. literally a Pokemon bank. You can store your Pokemon there, and gotcha. that, that's how you bring them to another game, to another future game. So Nintendo used to, or I guess it still has Pokemon Bank, but now with the release of the newer Pokemon games on the Switch, Nintendo unveiled yet, an, yet another service, Pokemon Home, mm-hmm. which does the same thing. It also does do some more stuff, but I don't know if those other things were also in Pokemon Bank, which are yes. Global Trading and Wonder Trading, I think it was called. Yeah, so here's uh, some of the premium plan up. Grades. I'm still looking at this article from IGN that says um, moving Pokemon from Pokemon Bank is unavailable in the basic version, but that Mm. is available in premium. So you can transfer all your stuff. You have the premium one. Um, Number of Pokemon that can be deposited with the basic plan is 30 Pokemon in the premium one is 6,000. Yep. Shit. Um, number of Pokemon that can be placed in the Wonder Box at once is three Pokemon with the basic plan and ten Pokemon with the premium plan. Uh, from what I understand, that's the like anyone like you can trade 
with anyone in the world mm, from no, the like Wonderbox thing? Keep, keep reading. No? Okay. Uh, let's see. The number of Pokemon that can be placed in the GTS. That's, I don't that's the... So GTS, at, at least, that's what it used to be. GTS is Global Trading System. Gotcha. So GTS got introduced on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. So that okay. that was the first time you could actually trade with people over the internet. You gotcha. would actually put them on the GTS system, and you could say, "Hey, I got a I don't know a Lapras, and I want a Togepi." Sure. So you would send that out, and if someone wanted that deal, they could trade with you. So gotcha. uh, I'm gonna double check if that's still the the case. Uh, so in the basic plan of Pokemon Home, you can only put one Pokemon in the GTS, uh, and with the premium plan, you can put three of them in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's global trade, trade system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it says room trade, you can only participate in the basic plan. In the premium one, you can participate and host. Uh, and then the judge function is unavailable in the basic plan, but available in the premium one. So there's a, a whole bunch of like mm-hmm. upgrades up and stuff you can do if yeah. you get that that sweet, sweet premium yeah. deal. So Pokemon Home does more than just store your Pokemon, but I'm not sure if Pokemon Bank also did more, if it did the same stuff. So, yeah, something that caught my attention here is that Nintendo now has two services that are just the same. Pokemon Home and Pokemon Bank going at the same time. They're probably phasing Bank out, is what I'm thinking. Especially if with this premium plan, you can transfer stuff. Because that that, that was what the thing said. I just Mm. shut that tab tab down but it was like yeah with the premium plan you can transfer your stuff from pokemon bank yeah i don't know i would have liked to see them just incorporate bank into home like you don't need to have two subscriptions like if Mm -hmm. you have home it would be nice It, it would be you would get both or if you have bank you would already have home or whatever but yeah I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if it's kind of like the PlayStation name change thing. Is that like they built Pokemon Bank a certain way mm. and then they had an idea to like, hey, what if we end up taking it in this direction instead? And they were like, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, looks like we're going to have to like rebuild this from the ground up. Mm. Um, so I, I, I don't know since I don't really use these systems i'm sure there's mm-hmm. someone out there who could uh explain it better but i would imagine that ultimately what they're doing is phasing out pokemon mm-hmm. bank well now and just making it now that we know when it's coming out now we finally have a way to bring in for bringing older pokemon into newer games you yeah. didn't have that option until now so if you had your old pokemon you like to bring with you to newer generations you couldn't do that. You couldn't bring those to Pokemon Sword and Shield when it came out. Okay. So now finally you can do that. Well, that's good. Yep. Good for them. 
Uh, moving on, number five. Google responds to complaints of slow Stadia announcements. Oh, boy. Uh, this is coming from James Batchelor over at gamesindustry.biz. So these complaints were basically coming from a particular Reddit thread yep. pointing out that Google Stadia hasn't announced any new game from at at the time it was like 69 nice mm-hmm. uh it was like 69 days yeah since the time of the post it had been 69 days yeah so it's been a little bit more than that yeah. now but it's have still, you seen the that post uh i didn't go look at the official reddit post yeah that they're yeah talking I, about, I, I saw I it when this thing when it was coming up when it popped up but yeah the it's incredible the things that that post out, uh, talks about how there had hadn't been any newer games since the launch or since 69 days or newer game announcements mm-hmm. like where we hadn't heard about any of the games that Google had said would come out like over 130 titles we still didn't know anything about it but yeah, it's yeah. incredible how much Google has messed this up. Yeah, it's uh, like... So let me read a little bit. Uh, this is, I, th- I think, partly their statement, maybe partly some of the stuff that James Batchelor wrote. Uh, but Google responded to these statements and these complaints saying... We understand the desire to hear more specifics on games, the company told us. After all, this is what it is about, the games. Of course, not all 120 titles will be announced by the Stadia team, as we leave it up to the publishers to make the announcements about their IP and games, and which platforms it will appear on, just as we will with the exclusive content coming to Stadia. Mm. There are lots there are a lot of reasons for the time of those game announcements. Anything from planned promotions or events, title readiness, proximity to first playable demo, shareholder requirements, etc. We continue to work closely with our publishing and developing partners and there and are here to support them in all areas. We are excited to share more about some of the exclusive games coming to Stadia soon. Mm. Yeah, so I, I have the Reddit post here. I don't know mm-hmm. if you want to go over it. Sure. Take it away. So the title is Stadia has officially gone 40 days without a new game announcement slash release, feature update, or real community update. It has been out for 69 days the time of the post and it's time we demand better so here's what it outlines so where do we stand as expected there haven't been any further updates in january after the 120 game mystery bonanza other than the february pro games which we still don't know still supposedly two plus months out until 4k on browser any assistant functionality at all and the true wireless controller functionality advertised. So you still cannot use your controller wirelessly. You still have to okay. have it plugged in and still no more than 4K on browser. 
120 games coming, but none revealed so far. Pixel phone remains the only Android phone with the Stadia functionality. Still no mention of iOS. Still no mention at all of Stadia base. Still no mention of family sharing. Still no acknowledgement that they've read and or listened to the community, which they just did. So, And daily updates, scrapped for weekly updates, scrapped for bi-monthly updates. So mm-hmm. that's mostly what the post is talks about. But yeah, yeah. I don't know what so you I, think. I, I think Google's response is typical PR speak. Yep. But I, I, I think you can kind of read between the lines of how they're playing this. And it seems to mirror other announcements that they have made. And it just it's st- it still just seems like they have no idea how to be like a games publisher or a games yeah. platform because mm-hmm. um, they they have this part here it says uh, we leave it up to the publishers to make the announcement about their IP and g- g- games which is again just throwing the other publishers yep. under the bus like all these developers under the bus being like well they can announce it when they want to it's like oh we have 4k but if the developer didn't make it in 4k then it won't run at 4k it's like well you promised 4k yeah you Uh, promised 120 games right like and now you're and now you're like washing your hands being like well it's not up to us it's them and this that post still doesn't address all the other complaints that people have Complains yeah. that, I mean, you read this stuff and it would seem like Stadia is on a beta, and it isn't. So yeah, Pixel Phone is the only, actually, really the only phone you can play Stadia on. You still have to play with the control controller wired. You cannot do wireless. And all this stuff, it's, I mean, it's mind-boggling how Google would release something like this as a product not as a beta as a real product as a supposedly finished product and it's so weird how google just it's like they released the thing and okay we'll see if it can survive the wild we'll check in in a couple of days and if it didn't we'll move on it's it feels like that to me it it almost feels like false advertisement there's probably legal stuff in there or they worded it in a specific way where it's not actually false advertisement but it just it feels like they're skirting that line Mm. so much and it's just like oh come on google like they they do this they again they like after they throw the developers under the bus of like when they will make the announcements they say just as we will do with the exclusive content coming to Stadia. So it, mm. it's, it's making me seem like Google is only ever going to announce and talk about the exclusives that I mean, are coming to, to their thing. It, it seems like they have no in, in, interest in announcing like these other games that aren't ex- exclusive. Yeah, I mean, Google does, or at least as, uh, the people at Stadia do have a point where they cannot announce stuff that other publishers haven't announced 
Which, but still, you, even if is that if, yeah. if that's the right thing, like technically they're right about that. Why would you promise this stuff if yeah. it, if you're just gonna put your foot in 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 in, in your m- m- mouth? Yeah, like, it kind of don't say shit. It, it kind of feels shut like up. <laughs> they talked about the 120 games just to shut up people back when they said that, and now yeah. st- still nothing has come from it. Like I, I think they promised like something like ten Stadia exclusives mm. by the like middle of 2020. Yeah, but here we are and in the second month, and we announce. haven't heard anything. Yeah, that's something they could announce. Yeah, yeah, and no blaming anyone else. You could announce your own games if they're if they're gonna have some kind of event or something to announce them all at. Mm. It's like you're getting to a point where you're going to have to like dump them all at once. Yeah. And like, okay, here's 10 exclusives all at once. And while it might be good to have those, it, it, it'll just seem very strange to just dump them all at once. Like yeah. it, 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 it feels like they're can, it, it seems like they're cannibalizing their own stuff. I mean, it really feels like Google, really just threw Stadia out there and if it works it works if it, and if it doesn't we move on like yeah. not trying to put any effort on it no yeah. no effort on yes. improving it and and also we have Microsoft coming out with their own streaming services and they actually been doing it kind of right they have it on beta right now and they have yeah. games on it real games on it and exactly yeah, I I wonder what would happen when Microsoft finally releases Project X Cloud to the masses. Like, could Stadia ever catch up? It already yeah. has a bad beginning, and if um, Microsoft can pull what it's promising, could Stadia ever catch up? Who knows? Mm. So I I didn't post it. I'll 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 post it in our Discord now, uh, which you guys can go. Join at thewhatnots.com slash discord. We'd love to have you guys in there. Uh, But Patrick Klepek over at Vice wrote in an article this past week that says, is NVIDIA building the thing that people actually wanted from Stadia? (laughs) NVIDIA's streaming service has quietly existed since 2013, but these days it can stream the games you already own on Steam. Uh, And then he goes on to talk about this whole thing and his experience uh, playing with this, and it seems like he's really enjoying it. I'm just like, look, here's someone who's been doing it slowly since 2013 yeah i mean you never hear about it about it i forgot i forgot nvidia had a something like this it It sounds like it's already better than stadia yeah which i mean nvidia i i don't don't know how much money they have or what kind of network and infrastructure stuff they have um but yeah like even though they've been working on it seemingly mm-hmm. longer, yeah, you would kind of think, hey, this is Google. They have more money. They have more power yeah. and influence. Like You would think they could just knock it out of the park. 
Yeah. And they have just stumbled every step of the way. I mean, the sad part is that I really want Stadehead to succeed. You see, Google, like as an example, Google has done an incredible job with video streaming. YouTube yeah. is really an incredible thing. You compare YouTube to any other video streaming service. And I mean, we take it for granted streaming stuff in 1080 or in 4K, stuff on YouTube. And if you compare it to yeah. any other video streaming service, that, I mean, doesn't even compare. So I really would like for Google to put the same effort on streaming video games. Yeah. I really well, want them to succeed. And Google isn't doesn't seem like they are trying with it. Not at all. The last thing I'll say about it, though, is that they have kind of pointed to YouTube. Mm. Like, when it first got started, it is not, or it was not what it is now, right? Like, if, if, if we went back to day one YouTube, it would be a mess. It'd be, it, it, yeah, it would be bad. So, if that's the approach they're going to take where they're slowly going to improve this over time, that's fine. Like, I, I'm 100% okay with that. I, I, I think the thing that has upset people is that that's not how they advertised it. That's mm. not how they, like, said it was going to work until yeah. we called them out. And then they were just like, uh, I mean, like those features will come one day, but you know they can't all come at once. And it's just like yeah. bullshit, dude. You 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 announced that it would have that. Mm. So, yeah, and I, I also don't like the argument of oh we're just starting, so it's to be expected. Google isn't making the Stadia on a vacuum. We like they're not. No, no. Google should have seen what other people are doing or what they have been doing themselves with YouTube and should mm-hmm. have had something better to start with. This thing, Stadia mm-hmm. wasn't created on a on a vacuum. It's not like it's Google's first first product. So saying that, oh, we're just starting, it isn't a valid argument for me. And what's really bad is that Great. you can actually go now and buy Stadia. Yeah. It's so weird. You can actually go... F- to Google Store and buy a Stadia right now. Who knows? I'm still waiting on the free version because they haven't announced when that's coming. Exactly yeah. Yet. They promised um, that and who knows when that's coming. So we'll see. I Because I, I would like to tr- try it out. I just don't want to spend 120 bucks. Yeah, same. On the thing. I, I actually looked into getting one, but I can't mm-hmm. like justify buying Stadia since I know... A, the service doesn't seem to be all that great. B, I can only do it on my computer and only wired or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or I guess on a Chromecast, but I can't do it on my phone like I would like. And it has been advertised. And C, it's $130 or $20. I can't justify purchasing it. And it also has games I've already played. Old games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. who knows? One day. Uh, hopefully one there. day. Uh, hopefully. So I put this in as required reading for everyone out there. Uh, there was an article I found uh, posted this past week from Kotaku. Uh, this, the headline is, Top streamers are leaving Twitch amidst big money and shady deals. 
let's see. This is written by Nathan Grayson. Again, that's over at Kotaku.com. Go, go, go check it out. Go look it up. I don't think this is particularly news. Mm. We've, we've, we've known most of this stuff, but it's neat to kind of see a little bit more of the behind the scenes of, of what has been happening here. What this is, is about? talking about um, all of the streaming platforms signing streamers to exclusive deals and why that's happening, how much they're being paid. Um, you know, it's not only Ninja and Shroud that have, have, have changed. There's people going to Facebook. There's people... Yep going to YouTube. There's mm -hmm. people who were on Mixer and then when they started signing people, it seemed like they were no longer wanted on Mixer. Hmm. Um, and so they they went to Twitch and and you know, so there's there's moves being made. Things are happening. Feathers Things are being are ruffled. Yep. Uh, but it's it's a pretty cool story to check out. So I highly recommend I want to check that out in your spare time. Yep. Um, cool. Well, that's about all we have for news. Ignacio, I have uh -huh. a question for you. I, oh. I asked this uh, to Mick a couple weeks ago, and then I forgot to ask you last week. Because mm. I, I was going to ask, ask you when you got back, or when, once you had settled in here in the United States. But what are your gaming goals in 2020 like what are you hoping to accomplish or do or look back at maybe you have something in your backlog that you're like man that's sitting there it's been sitting there for a long time i just need to finally finish it uh, or is is there something maybe you don't have one uh, okay i i can't come up with one so okay. I've been a PlayStation player my whole life. I only bought, I've only had an Xbox 360, and that only lasted for a year. But now, okay, thanks to a very accessible deal, I bought an Xbox One X. Nice. Yeah. So I now have access to Xbox catalog. And so I don't know. Yeah, my goal Mr. is to Money try. Bags. Over here, coming to, to America, buying an Oculus, an Xbox. Yeah, well, I, I was saving up, and also things are cheaper here. <laughs> but yeah, so okay. I want to check out stuff I've been missing out on, like sure. Halo or Forza. Yeah. That's so, what I want to uh -huh. do as well, except I'm going to wait for the new stuff. So yeah, we'll see. Okay, so you're 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 gonna be checking out more Xbox stuff. Yep. Interesting. That'll be good. I think one of the things that I want to do this year, I can't remember if this is the one that I mentioned when Mick was here. I'll I'll name one or two of them here. Uh but I still haven't beaten Breath of the Wild. What? I got all four divine beasts. Okay. And then I got up to the part where it was like, okay. Go defeat Ganon. Okay. And I was just like, okay, okay. I'm going to go play Mario. So for so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what did you stop? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just set it down, 
and then other things started coming out and yeah i don't know mm. so I, I need to go back and finish that one yeah you should um yeah yeah i really need to do that mm-hmm. uh also i want to beat assassin's creed odyssey that's on my list from my backlog but also i bought uh the original final fantasy 7 on my switch oh, um, and so i wanna... have never played that game so you want to play that before the remake uh kind of i i, huh. d- I don't know if i'll beat it before then yeah. who knows but um it's it's on my list of of, of just like this is w- one of the most like one of people's favorite y- y- yeah. y- 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 games if not considered one of the best games of all time and i've never played it my first final yeah. fantasy was number 10 i fell mm-hmm. in love with that one yeah i also haven't um, played in seven so mm-hmm. all of, like all of the final fantasies before 10 are the ones that i i haven't touched mm. so i don't know the only final fantasy i've actually beaten has been 15 so oh man you're missing yeah. out on some 10 was fantastic i didn't like two or, or the 10 to 10 10 to yeah um but i beat that one i really liked 12 12 was fantastic is that not the uh, mmo that's 11 uh. and then 12 um 12 is really good you're basically this like sky pirate running around mm-hmm. stealing stuff fighting stuff it's 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 good i i, I like that one uh i believe it's out on switch now, now too so that's something you should potentially check 13? out and then i played and beat 13 i thought it was maybe kind of forgettable yeah. um that said, I think some of the character designs are fantastic. Um, I and I only played that first one. Like I, yeah, I didn't play didn't play two? the trilogy, so I didn't do thirteen two or lightning, lightning returns. returns. Um, I yeah, like I I don't think I knew that that second one came out, and then I saw that lightning returns came out, and I'm like, oh wait, that's the third one. What? <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, and then I played 15, and I actually really liked 15. Yeah. But I only played the base story. Yeah, same. Um, I only it was went like a and year or two one. after it came out. So it was like they had patched it and stuff, so it was it was playing better, but it was before all the DLC had really come out, stuff like that. So yeah, I ended up liking that one a lot, but... Um, not not as good. I like my favorite one is still ten. I That's don't know. I think just I because 15. it was my first. I love fifteen. It was even my game of the year that year. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um Ignacio. Yep. Where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O. R-O-J-S-B. That's my name and last names. Also, you might catch me on a Twitch chat once in a while. I think that's Rojas. There you go. 
you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on twitter and instagram you guys want to stay up to date with all of our podcasts we are on twitter at the whatnots uh, i already mentioned our website the whatnots.com patreon.com slash the whatnots uh go subscribe to us on youtube yep we could use your help that mm-hmm. would help us out a ton, a ton get some more eyeballs on our uh podcasts and and stuff like that uh oh here's a goal i should mention hopefully sometime this year we can transition this show into a video show um we'll work on that though but i think that about wraps us up for this Mm -hmm. week hopefully mick will be back with us this next week uh we are excited about that ignacio what are you excited to play this week more of it more kakarot more of it Okay. Good stuff. stuff. I'm I'm excited to dive back into Assassin's Creed and finish Life is Strange. Hopefully. Hopefully we can knock it out this week. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So good stuff. Uh we will see you guys next week. This has been Crossplay Episode 13. Uh, Adios. Bye.